0: Hi guys, welcome back to the Strong with Julie podcast. I am super excited for today's episode. I am here with Nashali Alma, and you guys have probably seen her on the news, on Instagram. I saw Joey Swole posted about you. Um, This is one strong chick, and she's here to share her story, share her background, um, and just give a little bit more of a glimpse of who she is and everything that she's been through. So how are you today?
1: I'm doing fantastic on a Monday morning.
0: <laughs> yeah, early Monday. So you're usually, uh, you don't work Mondays, right? Um, It kind of depends,
1: like uh, my week will shift. Yeah. Uh, so I work like every other Monday.
0: Every other Monday, right? Yeah. Oh, cool. So well, like, I'm
1: just used to waking up uh, super early. Mm-hmm. Like every day I wake up exactly at 7 a.m. It's my brain, my body's like, let's go, get up, let's go. I'm like, yeah i never sleep at
0: i honestly same it's like i could go to bed at 2 a.m and i'll wake up early same. yeah yeah
1: like i remember one night uh me and my book and watching a movie until like 4 a.m <laughs> i went to sleep at 7 a.m i wasn't even tired i was just wide awake and ready
0: to go wired yeah it's okay <laughs> it's a blessing and a curse <laughs> yeah i feel like most like personal traders, content creators, like, we share, like, a similar, like, morning person vibe, yeah. but I'm also, like, a grandma in the fact that I go to bed at, like, nine o'clock. <laughs> Me too.
1: Yeah, yeah most like, nights.
0: My friends are like, "Hey, you want to go out for this, I'm like, sorry, I'm in bed. Right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Okay, so a few weeks ago, something happened in Tampa, and yes. I feel like the worlds are kind of aligning and it's kind of crazy because i'm moving up there soon in august i'm in florida and we're gonna get into everything that we want for like future things that are happening post this incident but if you could go back and describe that just that day in general like before even you went to the gym like how are you feeling that day and then going into it um in a little bit of detail for everyone that'd be awesome yeah
1: so it was okay this is what kind of like Spurred up what happened. So, um, Sunday, I was taking a nursing exam okay. and I actually failed it. I failed the nursing exam and I felt like down. And I was sad about it. I was mad because I missed it by two points. Um, and, like, a couple hours later, um, I told my boyfriend, I was like, hey, I'm going to go to the apartment complex gym because it's right there. I'm just going to work out my anger, my sadness because that's my solution to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And so, Sunday night, around like 9.30 p.m. ish, um, I was working out uh, alone, and a couple minutes had went by, and next thing you know, in the middle of my set, I heard um, a guy knock on the door, and usually when people, people forget their key fobs, and I'm one of those people too, you know, and so in my head, I'm just thinking, oh, he forgot his key fob, I saw him once around the gym apartment complex, or just around the apartment complex in general. So I just let him in, you know. I was like, okay, I see him before, whatever. I let him in, and I went right back to my workout, and I didn't really pay too much mind into him or anything at all, yeah. I just focused on my workout. Um, and as soon as I was uh, finishing up my workout, I was on the hip thirst machine. And in the middle of that, that's when I noticed he uh, was walking to my side of the gym because he was on the other side. Mm-hmm. So he's walking to my side of the gym and he would just stand there for a couple of minutes or so. And I was just like, okay, whatever. I'm not going to think too right. much hard into it, you know? And so after I finished my hip thrust, I get up and I go to grab my phone to put a timer on. Um, I set timer for how long i got to rest for.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, after that, that's when I looked up and he was just approaching me. He didn't say a single word. He didn't say nothing. His face was just... Blank, yeah, and he put his um arms out to grab me, and so that's when I reacted. said, so I pushed it back and I said, Bro, what the f is wrong with you? What the yeah. f are you doing? It's away from me. And he still says, didn't say a single word, he still is just silent. coming towards me, yeah. And so that's when I ran around the bench and um, I was trying to call 911 and he was just trying to grab my phone. He didn't, like I said, no words, just kind grab my, yeah, silent. And I was like, bro, what? What are you doing? I was just like, at this point, it's me yelling at him, cursing at him. Yeah. And he was trying to grab it. And after that, I went to run out. And as soon as I still went to run out, I turned around, and he was right in my face. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's okay. You can <laughs> oh, swear. <laughs> and, okay, I think are sure Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> so shit. And... Um, That's when I ran to the other side. I was like, I can't even get out now.
0: Yeah. And so he,
1: for a second, he stopped. Like, it gave me a little bit distance, him and I. And that's when I grabbed my phone and called 911 once again. Yeah. And that's when he first exchanged his first words with me. He was like, don't do that. Don't call nobody. And I said, what? And that's when he just full-on bear hugged me. And I was like, okay, this is a game time. This is not just, you know, a regular situation it's me yeah. about to attack this man so i just locked my phone and i started smashing him with it and he was trying to lift me up and i like pushed myself back down so i go like, oh, hell no yeah I took my phone to my other hand and i started smashing with my left fist i started going in on him and that's when he was able to um grab me in further and then throw me on the ground yeah and I was able to kick him um, on one of his knees where I was able to kind of put in a headlock really quick. Okay. And I grabbed, I grabbed my phone, tried to call that one again. Oh,
0: my gosh. And
1: God. Um, yeah. he saw that. And so I get to he grabbed my arm. I yanked it back. Um, and that's when he was able to crawl on me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And at that moment, I was like, okay, if he's on me now, what do I do? Yeah. And I see him still trying to grab my phone. So I... This is a good maneuver I did. I, I scooted up okay. and I kicked, this is when we're off camera. You don't see us on camera no more. Yeah. So when we're off camera, I I kind of like, I crawled up and I kicked him to the side where I turned around to my four fours. Okay. And um, that's when he was trying to put me in chokehold. He was trying to put me in chokehold, but I wiggled out of it and that's when I like elbowed him in the face. Okay. I turned around and I grabbed his um, beard hairs. And I could see in his face, it hurt so bad. Yeah. I said, let me the effing go. Like you're about to get effed up, let go. And he finally let go. You weren't
0: backing down, yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> 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 he let go and I ran out. And you know me, I'm like, I work out, I'm a bodybuilder. So yeah. like, I got all the endurance, I'm running out, like nothing happened. And he's like over here tired and exhausted. And after I left, uh, that's when I called him on one. So you had your phone, and, yeah. Yeah, like, the entire time, did I don't even up. know how, but I, I had that thing in, like, a like a lock. Yeah, in your hand. <laughs> yeah, and I kept it there. I looked down, I'm like, okay, got my phone. I'm out of here. I'm safe and relieved now. And when I went to call 911, I turned around to make sure he wasn't following
0: me. Yeah. And this is the most, this
1: is how I knew he had, like, a problem.
0: uh uh-huh. Because
1: he stood by the gym door, didn't move, didn't do nothing. He just stood there, hands in his pocket, just standing there. Like, and looking I at you? Seconds, no, I just waited a couple seconds. Yeah. I called on one. As I'm calling on one, he just walks into the darkness and just leaves. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to keep running while I'm calling on one. And so I ran to nearby neighbors. Yeah. They kind of let me in. And that's when everything else just couldn't shut down.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, but they ended up catching him that night? No. Uh-huh. So it was
1: crazy because the very that's time I knew he had a problem. Because yeah. Because the very next day... He tried to attack my neighbors. Um, He what? saw my neighbor. She was on her balcony <gasps> doing her laundry. And I guess and she was wearing like short shorts and yeah. a sports bra. So his mind was like, oh, I want that. You Sexual, know? Yeah. And he stared at her and she was like, what do you want? And he just kind of walked away and disappeared. So she didn't think too much of it either. Yeah. And next thing you know, he knocks on the door. And door. she opens it. Yeah, she opens it. And she and he was like, "Hey, do you want to hang out?" And she was like, "No." And she went to close her door, and he's he so put sick. his foot on the door. Yeah, he put his foot on the door, and he kicked it open and walked
0: inside her house or her oh, apartment. Oh my god,
1: crazy, right? And yeah. then luckily, because her son was in the apartment and her boyfriend, oh, he was? yeah, her boyfriend was there. So as soon as he turned around, he bro. Who are you? What the f are you doing here? And um, he, the boyfriend, ran after him, but he escaped and ran out. And then this is the craziest part. <sighs> I'm home. Okay. And my boyfriend tells me, to "Go outside, you know, get some fresh air." Cause I've been home, I'm in bed all day. You know, I'm like,
0: no. Yeah. Stunned. A lot happens. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And so I step outside, and I feel something watching me. So I turn to my left. And I see him standing <gasps> on the other side of the apartment complex, just standing there.
0: Just standing That's there. weird. So, does and he so, live right, there? Like, and what? I'm Sorry.
1: like, my yeah. my stomach, my heart, everything drops. Yeah. And I'm like, I scream for my boyfriend. And I said, he's out here. He's fucking out here. And he goes, my boyfriend throws his food on uh-uh. the ground and everything because he's eating. And he comes outside and he goes, I'm like, he's right there. And my boyfriend saw him. Like, and, yeah, he's like, he bolts and like to after him and like my boyfriend's fat he worked out too so he's like fast and he's chasing him he's chasing him and luckily the detectives and cops were already there trying to get my video of my incident that night yes okay and i called 911 i told them what's going on and i see literally 10 to 12 like cop cars just sirens are on chasing him down i see my boyfriend chasing him i see the cops chasing him (gasps) oh my god that's crazy (laughs) they even called a helicopter, they had K9 in here, and I have a video of it, it's insane. Do so you like, really?
0: You have to send it to me after, I'm so curious. <laughs> I'll send it too,
1: yeah, and, I, and next thing you know, my friend's like, he's calling me, because I'm like, I'm running, but I'm like, yeah. stunned, I'm like going slow, I don't want I to get to this. Uh-huh. And he's like, come over right, here right now, I'm like, okay, so I start bolting, and I'm in my PJs, my slippers and everything, I'm yeah. like, what the heck? And I pull up, and the detective's like, is that him? And then we see him trying to get into his apartment. And I'm like, yeah, that's him, that's him. And so all there's like 20 cops right now at the bottom of the stairs uh-huh. with guns out, canine everything. And they're saying, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck outside. And uh, next thing you know, about five minutes later, yeah. he finally gives up. He gives in. He comes downstairs they handcuff him. He's wearing the same clothes. Like he, like he tried to attack me with and i was like uh, what ew
0: yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was it was insane and um so he, they arrested yeah. him they got him and the ticket was like came up to me he's like are you okay i'm like oh. I'm st- i started crying yeah I'm like, I'm I about cry too.
0: yeah
1: yeah because i'm like it's a relief you know like to know <laughs> that your attacker is it got handcuffed got in jail because the next day like If he was not arrested the very next day or the next couple of days, I wouldn't be here now, like, living here. I would be out, you know, in a hotel until he got caught, you know, but luckily, they were all fast and got him.
0: (laughs) So, he lived in the apartment complex.
1: Yeah, he lived here.
0: Wow. And he, I think I saw this morning that he did get charged, right, for sexual assault. What else? Something else.
1: So, he got um, a couple of charges. So, he got, um, they're all felonies. So, he got... A sexual assault, burglary, kidnapping, and false imprisonment because, he told, because it's against the law to tell someone you can't call 911. So yeah. I found that out. You could, I didn't know that was a thing wow. <laughs> until the cop told me he was like, yeah, it's against the law. And so he got all these charges. Um, he's been arrested since then. And he is on no bond still. Um, and he's not competent to stand trial. So I believe they're sending him to, like, a mental health state facility mm-hmm. um, to get evaluated because they don't believe
0: he's, he's there. all there. Yeah,
1: yeah he, he's still struggling. So yeah. that's why think something was wrong with him. But it also made me think, this wasn't his first time doing this.
0: That's like, scary, is, yeah.
1: Right, and this is not the first time. So it makes me think, like, who else did he do this to that was here or maybe somewhere else he lived? Like, this is, like... Like this is what's wrong with the system, you
0: know. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's super scary. And like, when you're going into that, like, have you has this anything like that ever happened to you before? Like, where you had that fight or flight reaction? Like, I'm trying to think in my life. Like, I don't. I feel like I've never had to like switch that on. You know. So for like doing it for the first time, like, what was that like? You know.
1: Um. Yeah. That's my very first time. Like, it's my. Entire life uh, of a 24 years of living, yeah, I've never been in a fight. Yeah. I've never been in a situation. I've never been into anything like this. Yeah. Um. So for that to flip on and it came out the good way, the yeah. out good outcome, it made me feel good about myself. Like, damn, I have this inside of me that I did not even know I had. Yeah. And my boyfriend made a joke. He was like, "Now I'm afraid to fight you. Ever. <laughs> now I know what you, you you can handle. What you can do. You yeah. <laughs> and it." Like I said, I was surprised myself because in those situations, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know how you're going to react. You don't know what you're going to do. Yeah. And luckily for me, I was able to fight back and show this man, like, I am strong in you, bro you're gonna get your ass beat and yeah. I made sure I left some type of mark on him
0: yeah and you know what I think another thing that's just so important is it just like pushes how important it is to take care of your body because like you're in good shape you're strong you lift like you're there working out 9 30 you have motivation <laughs> you know you're disciplined and it just like pushes a even greater why onto like other people's fitness journeys you know what I mean like oh, you yeah. want to be I strong totally you want right, to protect yourself yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly. I totally agree because if you know, like I say like I'm a bodybuilder. If yeah. I didn't have that endurance or that strength, mm-hmm. I think I wouldn't be able to fight back enough. But because I've been working out for almost two years now consistently, yeah. And obviously, I didn't lift a lot of weights. Yeah. I think it took a big part in that. Like able to, you know, I was able to last longer to make him, you know, super tired.
0: hmm That's huge. But another thing that just scares me too is like I have an apartment gym and like before i saw this video come out like that was like my safe place you know what i mean and it's just like a little scary that like if i was feeling like a little unconfident or just like a little nervous or whatever instead of going to the big box gym it's called around the clock that i go to like i would default to like my apartment gym you know what i mean and it's like your safe zone is now like messed with in your mind and I don't know. Yeah, I guess just like thinking about that, it's scary that we have to like be that alert at all times. But I think it's just important. Like now when I'm walking anywhere, like I go on lots of walks, like my dad always used to tell me like, don't put your head in your phone, like be alert at all times, look behind you, like, be mindful if cars are following you, someone's looking at you in the gym. And it sucks, but I think it's when things like this happens, it reminds you of you got to be clicked on. You know what I mean? Like I've right. had I've had a few like gym creepers, things happen and you got to speak up, you know. So.
1: Oh yeah, no, I I agree cuz they like said like it, the the gym is my safe space, yeah. you know. I always work out, you know, and to every I never thought this would ever happen to me, yeah. especially in a gym environment. Mm-hmm. And It's crazy because it's like this can happen in anywhere. You would never think the gym where you work now or you know going to the store or, or just being yeah. at home or just being anywhere. This can happen anywhere. And now it's like, you know, it has made me more alerted. Mm-hmm. And as like, you no, know, I am more cautious. Like, Obviously, I'm not afraid to go back to that gym. Yeah. I and mean, I will.
0: I like I that. that. I like that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I am much more cautious now. And now you know I don't let nobody in. <laughs> like if really you're knocking, too
0: well. <laughs> you go get your key card. Like. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like now I'm like okay, and I see a woman you know knocking come in. I'm like I'm even cautious with women now. I'm like I
0: mean yeah. I'm
1: just you know it's like it because it can come from both sides, men and women. Yeah. You know, and now I'm like if I don't know you too well, I'm not gonna let you in. <laughs> yeah. But you just never know until
0: it happens, you know, and. I'm just always cautious now, but obviously I'm,
1: like, more – I'm confident everywhere I go. Yeah. I'm often cautious.
0: Yeah. I think it's a good thing that, like, that confident and caution, like, go together now because it's, like, you don't want to live your life paranoid and scared, you know? Correct. Like, now you can do it. You got, like, an extra belt on your uh, thing, but – like, another thing I was thinking about, too, is just, like, the self-defense classes. Like, did you just come up with those moves on your own? Or, like, how did that happen? <laughs>
1: I'm telling you, uh, these are just instincts. Yeah. Like my mom, so it's crazy, when we were younger, yeah. uh, my mom always told me to learn how to fight back, you know, always be prepared and everything, because we didn't grow up in the rich neighborhood. We didn't grow up in any of that. We grew up in a very poor neighborhood. Yeah. And, um... It, it, these type of neighborhoods, these girls, younger, they would fight. Mm-hmm. And my mom always told me, like, you got to be prepared if it ever happens, you know. But she never, like, hands-on showed me how to fight. It was just all instinct, Mental. you know. And yeah. luckily, I knew how to fight.
0: Yeah.
1: I think it was, like, the Puerto Rican in me was like, all right, girl. Let's, go.
0: <laughs> let's get it. Yeah. So when you were growing up, was that in Tampa as well?
1: No. So I grew up, uh, so I was a military brat. Okay. Uh, so I was born in Brooklyn. I was raised in Hawaii, oh. and
0: okay. then I
1: grew up more predominantly in um, Ocala.
0: Okay, um,
1: it's a little up north from Tampa. Um, so we grew up in Ocala, and uh, we we moved a lot in Ocala. because My dad was still trying to transfer over because he was in the military. Yeah. So he was trying to get the promotion, and they they were building like an, uh, a military base there,
0: mm-hmm. and so
1: he was waiting for that to happen. So he just kept popping around for a little bit. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's cool. It's I'm from Connecticut, so you Brooklyn, Hawaii, and then Florida. So I went <laughs> Connecticut, then Florida. But growing up, like just going into like your career now and what you're doing, could you walk us through like how you got introduced to that? Like wanted to become a personal trainer and bodybuilding.
1: Oh um, yeah. So um, for a little when well, I was a kid, I used to play soccer. That's my yeah. first thing. I love soccer. And then I messed up my knee for a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> from the soccer. Um, but after a while, um, I wanted to get changed in my life. Um, I think I want to say the freshman year of college. So I used to always be the skinny girl. Yeah. I used to be a small skinny girl, you know, I would eat a lot, but I would always be the skinny girl. And people would say, oh my God, you're so skinny. You need to eat, you need to eat more. And I'm like, yeah, I eat. Like, I eat. <laughs> And it got to the point where I feel a little insecure about myself. And so um, I wanted to go to the gym. I wanted to change my mindset. I wanted to get healthier. I wanted to feel better. I wanted to be fit.
0: Yeah.
1: And so for about a year, I was just lifting weights in the gym. I was all self-taught. Um, I just, you know, I would That's Google cool. stuff or YouTube it, yeah. and I would just do it. And then after a while, um, I found a personal trainer who used to, who did bodybuilding. Oh, cool. And so he took he kind of I went up to him like Hey, what do you do? Because he was big, he was thick. He he did um, classic physique, uh-huh. and I really want to ask him what he wanted, what he was doing. So we, we spoke a little bit, and he was like, You know, you have a great frame. You should really try out wellness. I'm like, Wellness. I looked it up, and I was like, yeah. These are big, thick girls. What are you talking about <laughs> that big? You see, I'm skinny. And he was like, No, you. Are, I promise you. And so I stuck with him for a little bit. And I really love the sport.
0: Yeah.
1: And it made me realize, like, damn, I want to do a lot more with this. Mm-hmm. So then I look into becoming a, a, a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. And then um, it kind of transferred to me, you know, becoming a personal trainer and a bodybuilder.
0: Cool. And then I
1: realized, like, I want to help people. I want everyone, people to feel good. I want people to work out and really just love themselves. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of got through that groove of being both of those. And then offering, you know, online training for those that don't live close by, but they want to change their lifestyle. You know, I used to, um, or I still do, I offer personal training in person, you know, um, for those women that need the one-on-one in person. Um, And then I have one client for bodybuilding.
0: Oh, that's so cool.
1: Yeah. So I told them, because I tell them all my clients, like, I will bodybuild myself and, like, I don't have time for other clients for bodybuilding, because bodybuilding it's, is very intense. It yeah. is a lot of work. And for and I, like, I have my own coach for bodybuilding, so I have to bounce back and forth with that. Yeah. Because versus online clients and in-person training, that's much easier to do. That's much, much easier. Yeah. But bodybuilding, you have to have my 100% like, attention. You yeah. have to see how your body is, how your body reacts, what the workout's going on, and how you're responding to everything. Because if not, your body can fluctuate, and you're not going to like it, and it can go from
0: super hands-on yeah yeah so bodybuilding I I, when I was first getting into fitness I would always look up like bikini competitors full days of eating like days in my life on YouTube so when you're like in prep right like you're two weeks out could you give us like a little walkthrough of like what a day in the life would be for bodybuilding
1: because
0: the whole day revolves around it right it's like a full-time job
1: yeah. When you're two weeks out,
0: yeah.
1: you're living in hell. I'm going to tell you really? that you're living in hell. Because when you're two weeks out, all your carbs are cut. Yeah. You're eating straight protein and veggies. You're drinking about two gallons a day. to get shredded. <laughs> um, you're on no sleep. You're tired. You're doing like two sets of the cardio, like 40 minutes in the morning, 40 minutes afterwards. You're working out. You got you to gotta keep pushing when there's nothing left in the tank. Yeah. And it's awful. I remember my last competition a week out. Uh-huh. I was the biggest bully to my boyfriend. Oh.
0: well, because you were probably hangry.
1: <laughs> I was so hangry. Because like, oh. you go from eating about 2,600 to 3,000 calories to eating about 1,200 or less. Yeah. So that big jump, it hits your body hard. Your insulin is low. Everything's low. Mm-hmm. And you just want to eat. And my boyfriend would always want to talk to me, encourage me, and I would be like, No, I don't want to hear this. I would like, I would tell him just leave me alone. I need my date. I need to be alone. And he would be upset. I'm like, I'm sorry, oh. but I need to be alone. Yeah. <laughs> like it's bad. Like you have to be like mentally prepared too, you know, because be tough. you can't be too stressed. If you're too stressed, your cortisol levels would rise up which will cause, you know, water weight to rise. Mm-hmm. And we don't want water weight on, you know, on show day. Yeah. You know, so it's back and forth.
0: <laughs> so it's just like a full-time job. Like, what phase are you in right now?
1: So luckily we're still in off season. Okay. Um, so we are still bulking up. We're still building up because uh, I already told my coach too on yeah. myself. When you look at your body and you know what you're lacking in, Um, So, I tell him, like, hey, we do this and do that because I'm not ready. When you know you're not ready, you got to let your coach know because don't push yourself thinking that you are, your body looks okay enough to compete. No, go into this your season or go into prep knowing that you are ready. Yeah. Because if you're not, you're not going to have a fun time at all.
0: Yeah. I feel like that mental toughness is super important. And, like, for me, coming from, like, a disordered eating background, I feel like that's almost something that I don't want to ever say never, you know, but I feel like it's like something that I'm going to like watch other people and cheer them on right. for because I'm like afraid to fall into those unhealthy habits again, you know, cause it's like right. that cycle. But for you, like, it sounds like even growing up, you had a pretty solid relationship with like food, um, body image, of course you like wanted to build muscle and gain, but I could see, like, where the confidence there, the self-image could, like, go a little, like, wavy. Right, um, yeah. But, like, has it affected your relationship with food? Like, who would you say bodybuilding is meant for, I guess? Like, if someone's listening, they're like, oh, maybe I don't want to get into that. Like, like what's the I mean, criteria looking for, like, clients, you know?
1: I mean, bodybuilding is really, it's really for anyone. Yeah. Um, I do have, you know, friends who have an eating disorder. Yeah. And they believe being in bodybuilding, it cured theirs I oh, would say because you're on you're on a set schedule yeah you know? I eat five times a day you know and for Same bikini best. girls you guys eat a lot okay they eat a lot a mm-hmm. lot more than me and a lot of them feel that because they know what to eat they mm-hmm. know how much to eat their brain is now programmed to eat this much and they're okay with it they, yeah. they become healthy in that relationship with um, food, like, for me, like, I love food, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, bodybuilding, like I said, bodybuilding can just be for anyone, Yeah, because you have to try it out and really test yourself, it is a lot of discipline, it is a lot of work, but if you want a challenge, then go for it, you know, Yeah. Um. but I know a lot of people who have eating disorders, and they, they've said it, it, helped it cured them, you know, it helped them, it helped them be yeah. herbs be more comfortable with eating food, be more comfortable with, you know, having a cheat day and not have to worry about, you know, oh, I'm eating too much or mm-hmm. i too little or, oh my God, I hate myself because I ate this. No, I've like I said, I've, the, the bodybuilding industry, you meet a lot of amazing people. Yeah. And the people I've met through shows, they're phenomenal people. And they're so supportive. They're so nice. They make sure that, you know, you're heard, that you're yes. okay. They check on you. And, like, I won't see them for, like, I'll see them for like one show and never see them again. But they'll message me, "Hey, how you doing? What's going on?" I'm like, "Hey, how you doing?" That's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like they're like long distance friends, the best friends that you you don't see for a long time and then once in a while.
0: Yeah, I guess it's nice too because you share that like mental toughness with them, and you kind of have like the same values of like you know. When you have a goal, you really go towards that goal. Because a lot of people, like, have New Year's resolutions, have goals, and then it kind of, like, falls off. But when you're in it for a competition, a show, like, you're really in it. Uh, Oh, yeah. But kind of a fun question. What is, like, your ideal post-show, like, meal or, like, day of eating?
1: (laughs) I'll tell you. uh, Yeah. Every single show I've done, my post-show meal is literally a fat burger. Uh Uh-huh. And then about five to six donuts.
0: <laughs> yeah, every time. I just, can't, like,
1: <laughs> donuts are my thing, and burgers are just, they're just burgers. I don't know why, but I love burgers, and yeah. when I can have one, I will devour it in, like, two seconds. Mm-hmm. And donuts, they're just so fluffy. They're fried dough, and they're just amazing.
0: They <laughs> are so good. Do you like Krispy yeah. Kreme?
1: Chris- oh, I love Krispy Kreme. <sighs> oh.
0: Fun fact, I had my first Krispy Kreme, I think, like, in October. I know isn't that kind of crazy yeah I don't know why that ever happened but the hot light was on the
1: the, the delicious gods of donuts
0: yeah the hot light was on it we like drove past one And I was actually coming back from St. Petersburg because we were visiting and my friend was just like oh let's stop by Krispy Kreme the lights on and I was like what do you mean the lights on I don't understand and we like got free donuts and I was like why is this the best thing ever it's free and it's delicious so yeah Um, But I guess another thing is like us both working with both lifestyle clients, like I'm mostly lifestyle focused, and then you also having a bodybuilding client, uh, the importance of that reverse diet, like having the indulge day of like where you get to refeed and stuff. But how do you kind of tailor a reverse diet for more of a lifestyle client versus a bodybuilding client? And like, what is the importance of reverse dieting to you, like, with your background?
1: So reverse diet is very, very important. Yeah, because um, that's because if you don't reverse diet correctly, mm-hmm. your body will
0: skyrise.
1: You. Yeah. Like your insulin levels, everything will skyrise, and you will gain so much water, like a water weight. And you're like, what the heck just happened? Like, it's so important. So, like, for bodybuilders, you have to increase the food slowly. So, you know, you have your postural cheat. Good. After that, you want to start your, like, start, like, high gear into the reverse diet. Mm -hmm. Um, You want to go into it slowly. So you want to increase the calories very slowly, not too fast, because too much food, like I said, will gain too much fat. So, like, for me... Post show, I would eat the junk food. Yeah. Very next day, I would jump right onto my diet, um, and I would start at about twelve hundred to thirteen hundred calories.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And after about three to four days, coach will see that my body responds well to it. So we're going to bump up the food a little bit. Yeah. We don't want to go too quick, and too. Like I said, you will gain so much fat quick. We want to keep that muscular, dense muscle that we have from post show to keep on building mm-hmm. because we don't want to kind of start over you yeah. want to go ahead and continue off with what we have and build on top of that you know it's in doing lifestyle you know it's like if you're eating so much but then your your client goes i'm going to cut you mm-hmm. just say the exact thing cut slowly, slowly. Yeah. you know or if they or if they're cut and they want to bulk bulk it up slowly because if you give them so much food at one time they're going to gain so much mm-hmm. and they're not going to be happy with that at all And I've learned the hard way, trust me. (laughs) I know, yeah. My very very first show, I didn't reverse correctly. And I gained so much fat. Like, I gained a lot of, like, weight. And I realized, I was like, what is going on? And then uh, my coach explained it to me. He was like, you didn't do it properly. Um, And so I've learned to go slow, you know. You might be cranky. You might not like the amount of food. You might not like the way it's going. But trust me, like, because it's, it's better to have someone that's been through and experienced it yeah. than someone that has not, because it makes them more comfortable. It makes them, like, understanding.
0: Definitely. So the post-show is just as important as the pre-show. And, like, do yeah. you stay with your coach post-show? Is it kind of like a year-round, like you're forever with them, even in the off-season? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's it,
1: cool. Is it, going in and out of prep, You have to be prepared, you know, Mm -hmm. and you have to, like I said, your mentality, it has to be there. At this point, like, okay, I understand what I have to do. Mm -hmm. And when you believe that show it's done, you understand what you have to do afterwards to achieve what you want.
0: Next. You know,
1: I've had people, you know, after the show, they just kind of stop and don't want to do it anymore, which, which is fine. Yeah. But if you continue, you need to keep that same mindset you had through show
0: after show. Yeah. So it's strategic. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. (laughs) And you really develop like such a good relationship with your coach. I feel like if you're going through it that that long with them, you know.
1: Oh yeah, like if you are with your coach for quite some time for a while, you develop a relationship with them. Yeah. Um. Like I had my coach for, I want to say like eight months. Um, and he's been awesome. You know, he's been great with me. Communicated there all the time. You know, it's always good to, if you ever want to get a coach, re- research, ask them questions before, you know, hiring them.
0: Yeah, like the I interview. Of people will just
1: Yeah, like a lot of people will just hire them and not get what they want or it's no communication or the client will tell them what's going on and they don't listen. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when that problem starts to develop.
0: Yeah, for sure. So career-wise with you, yeah. what's next?
1: <laughs> um. So... Right now, I have a lot going on in my life. I know. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> I, I know. Um, <laughs> I'm excited for you.
1: Right? right? So there's a lot of things. Um, well, obviously, I'm still a bodybuilder. Yep. Uh, I'm trying to get ready for my show. Um, we're hoping for either in December for mm-hmm. Nationals. Um, I'm trying to go for my pro card. That's the first thing. Yeah. Um, hopefully, that works Where? out. If not, yeah. I don't care. We have next year.
0: Where is uh, that show? <laughs> Huh? Where is that show?
1: Um this show it's in I believe it's in Orlando.
0: In Orlando? Yeah. I kinda yeah. wanna go to one.
1: They're really great. Um like even uh the Olympia is yeah. gonna be Orlando this year too.
0: Oh it's gonna be in Orlando?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. And oh I'm my always gosh. definitely going all weekend, that's one thing.
0: Okay, let's go. I wanna go too. Yeah. I'll be in I'll be at St. Pete's too. Maybe we could carpool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we
1: yeah, can yeah. get like a yeah. hotel down there. Um, at the Marriott, yeah, that's where they all kind of stay at the Marriott. Oh, cool. Um, unless like they're super bougie, they want to get something else, like yeah. whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do you? Yeah. <laughs> so we have that.
1: Um, I'm currently, like I said. Uh, I, I'm a, I'm a nursing student. Yeah. Um, trying to get my RN degree to be working in the hospital, be an ER nurse, so we're hoping helping in that. And
0: then after everything has happened. Yeah. Right now, I am working on a national campaign
1: um, to enact legislation on sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to spread more awareness on sexual assault and offer, you know, survivors more support and offer more doors to them because I feel like there's not enough.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I feel like that would help a lot more, and hopefully, with a lot more funds coming in, I can open up my own, you know, all women's gym here in Tampa. Um, and hopefully spread them out throughout the area. Uh, and I also want to offer free free yeah. self-defense classes within the gyms um, so that women can have more empowerment, so that, that they can have more voice. Because um, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of women these days, like me, for example, are in a gym, and they feel very uncomfortable. A lot of men staring or my situation happens, stuff like yeah. that. And I feel like having these all-women's gym and offering these self uh, self defense classes, it gives them more of a whole. It gives them more, like, they believe in themselves more. Empowerment. They feel like they would be more, you know, more empowering.
0: I love that. I get chills. So we met last week, in uh, yeah. fact, but she told me this, and I just still get chills every time you say that because. I mean, I'm excited because I'm going to be right there in Tampa and I want to go to this gym and I want to take the free classes, but I think this is a huge thing. I think we need these literally all over the world. I think it will change a lot. I think it'll change women's self confidence. I think it'll just change the way the system works in general. And then also adding in these support groups. We're gonna, you're gonna like create these connections with like people. They're gonna have friends. They're gonna feel like not alone. And that's just like, so amazing and I know that we get that feeling from doing online coaching but it's just like next level like you're freaking killing it like you could have let this happen to you and just like felt that for yourself but you're like giving back in a way that I think is so inspiring and awesome and that's like also why I wanted to have you on the podcast because like you're letting this like drive you so far forward and you're giving back so much. So I think it's really cool. And we're going to have the fundraiser posted. Um, I'll post it in the show notes. I'll post it on my Instagram. We're going to pimp it out, especially it being international Women's day this week. Like we're really going to push this forward and I want to see it happen. And I want to see you succeed and thrive. And I'm really excited. Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: I'm so excited. You know, like like, after everything happens, um, the campaign was created, you know, yeah. a couple of days afterwards, and I've been trying to spread it and everything, yeah. and I've got a lot of support, but, you know, I always said, like, if, you know, 100,000 people donated $1, you know how quick you could reach your goal, you know? Yeah. It, it could be that simple, just $1 from each person. It it's quick and easy, I'll
0: tell you right now. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm gonna be donating today. I know you should make that TikTok. Um, this is like a tangent. But have you ever seen that TikTok that it's like people write? If everyone Venmo me, to if I every, was going to. you should do it. I'll repost it too. Like if everyone Venmo okay. me one dollar today, then like I don't know. I saw one the other day. It made me cry. Like, my husband and I can afford our honeymoon. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so Venmoing you right now. <laughs> you know, like, tug <laughs> at my heartstrings. No, strings. I saw a whole
1: bunch of them. I was like, you know what? That's actually pretty smart. I'm going to make one during the week because you should totally. it that simple because, you know, these platforms are huge. There's millions of people on it. Right? So the fact that if one person could just donate $1, you could reach your goal. Quick, you know, mm-hmm. and people just don't think about that too much. But you say it, you're like, no, that doesn't make
0: sense. Okay, let me do that. Yeah, no, that's so cool. Do you have, I know it's like so fresh and new, but like, do you have a timeline for like when you want to open this gym and like kind of like five years down the line? Do you want to like open them in Florida and then like start moving outside of that? Like, do you have plans for that?
1: Or- but we have ideas. Yeah. Um, we're hoping if we get all the funds in, yeah. Um, we're hoping the first one would be uh, kind of going on, like starting in August. We're hoping that cause it'll give me time to, to yeah. finish um, my nursing semester too. Yep. So we're hoping that I can focus on that. So if we can get it in, then we can go so go ahead and start breaking it down here in Tampa. And we're hoping that if this one's really good, we're gonna open up oh, like at least three or four more in Tampa and St. Pete. Yeah. That, that whole area.
0: Oh, and I'm then, so excited! Guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, one gonna be
1: in St. Pete. Yeah, uh, and then we're
0: hoping if that's successful, yeah. then we're gonna go ahead and open up more um, going out south,
1: and because I know south has a lot of these situations going on.
0: Yep, and yep. Uh,
1: we've researched researched a lot of these areas that you know that really need these that really need support. So we're going to try to move down more south and yep. then obviously spread more out throughout
0: Florida. Yeah.
1: And then hopefully down the road, maybe want to say four years. Yeah. Out of state. But that's just, you know, once these become, once these start and they become more successful, then we'll go ahead and start out more.
0: Yeah. I think it's really cool for people to even, like, hear the vision and also, like, really see that picture of, like, what they're going to help. Uh, fundraise too so that's really cool and I love that you guys are being so strategic about it of like doing your research of which locations like are really seeing these situations (laughs) happening prominently and like how many lives you can save honestly that's what it comes down to that's
1: probably important because there's not enough um like awareness of sexual assault yeah like it it just happens and people are like okay whatever next you know and I feel like no once you see this it shouldn't just go away It's there. Mm -hmm. And when you spread more awareness on this and more support because there's not enough. There's
0: not. Yeah, you can't just sweep it under the rug and, like, wait Mm -hmm. for the next one to happen. Like, no more of that. I like that. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So thank you for sharing your story. Of course. Sharing everything. I want you to pimp yourself out. So give everyone your socials. Tell them how they could uh, apply for coaching with you. All the things. And then we'll wrap it up. Yeah.
1: Okay. um, So... To get into training with me and my one-on-one training, online coaching, just DM me. Uh-huh. I'm really quick on answering all my DMs, um, especially people who are trying to get in contact with me training or trying to make a, a meeting, a podcast, whatever it is.
0: I did I that. <laughs> <best. Yeah. laughs>
1: I do my best to respond and really just um, plan everything together. Um, <clears throat> and you can do that one on my Instagram. Um, should I spell my Instagram? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So my Instagram will be... N-A-S-H-A-L-I-A-L-M-A-A-A.
0: <laughs> Perfect. And I'll have it in the notes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And if you want to, you can always, on
1: my page, I have an email um, that you can just click. If you don't feel comfortable with DMing me, by all means, you can just email me that you want some coaching done. Or if you want this, whatever it is, you can email me too. Yeah.
0: I love that. And then we'll have the fundraising page. That's also, I think that's in your bio still, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. it is my bio. The link's in my bio. Um, I also put yeah. it all my videos, too. You'll see them. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I spammed
0: it. <laughs> As you should, right? <laughs> yeah. I love that. Awesome. Well, I hope you have the best day, best week ever. Thank you so much for coming on. I think this is going to be amazing. I'm so excited to share awesome. it.
1: Thank you so much once again for having me. Thank you. I appreciate it a lot.
0: Of course. Thank you.